platinum moved away from us, gold moved away from us, and we just hung in there with a view that it would turn around. And it never did, never did. Usually when you hold on long enough, you can bury a lot of past sins. We didn't, we held on and we held on and we just lost, lost, lost. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk. But to win big, you've got to reduce it. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and I'm here with featured guest, Michael Markels. Michael, are you ready to rock? I'm ready to rock. Let's go. A few of the first in Michael's career include the origination of the World Bank's inaugural Sharia-compliant Malaysian ringgit bond and swaps back to U.S. dollar LIBOR, the first securitization of bank loans in Eastern Europe, which reduced mismatches on the balance sheet of Slovenia's largest bank, and the execution of the inaugural end transactions in which was Resolution Trust Corporation. That's a name that many people don't remember, but that was a U.S. government-owned asset management company to help resolve the banking crisis in the U.S., and they sold management rights, bond debt, and equity in large pools on non-performing mortgages. Mike is an expert at raising funds at scale for rated borrowers and pools of assets in structured transactions in times of crisis and growth. He understands strategy, having worked on the RTC asset disposition strategy. In addition to having been a managing director at Standard Charter, responsible for the P&L generated by major financial institution clients, he arranged fund management products for their private bank shelf. Mike has deep relationships in the financial markets, developed over 20 years in a series of resident assignments with the U.S. Treasury in Bosnia, the World Bank in Thailand and India, and with Standard Chartered Bank and ABN AMRO in Singapore and Thailand. Mike teaches bank examiners in the context of ASEAN integration. Mike has been using his experience in the bond markets and in development to help the UN development program to take a leadership role in sustainable development goals finance. Now, Mike, take a minute, fill in anything missing from that intro and tell us something about your personal life. Well, I think the intro is pretty thorough. There's, so I won't bore you with with more work stuff. My personal, I've been a a dad. I'm, I'm a dad of two 13, 14, 15 year old kids. They're, they're doing well, they're athletes and, and doing well at school. That's the good thing about Bangkok is the good schools. You can, you can really let your kids fly and for, for, for you know, the money that you expect to pay. So the, the kids, I'm married to Thailand, I'm married to a Thai wife named Jazz. She's a wonderful person. Uh, I've done two, two smart things in my life. I've saved my money and I married a Thai woman. And, uh, <laughs> That, that's worked out very well. Okay, so there's, so, some, there's some possible advice for the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking that it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it. Well, the circumstances leading up to it was volatility around the global financial crisis. We were in India at the time, and we were trying to Consolidated, trying to be careful. And my wife got involved with the Fidelity platform where, where, we, where we invest. And she said, you know, the, the US dollar platinum relationship is going out of whack. Maybe there's some money to be made there. And I said, 
Well, uh, we can check it out. Uh, I wasn't too hip on going along either in gold or platinum. But, uh, you know, my wife was, was, was interested. I didn't want to quash her interest in investing at all. And I, that's been a good, uh, good, good way to go because uh, the context of this whole thing is that she and I are making about uh, $6 million on this house that we've developed. And it was built in her name and that I, that I put my sweat and blood into all these years. We, we've done well. And we're about to cash out and we're about to uh, move back to, to the U.S. Mm. So, so even though we made this mistake, it turns out in the context of the bigger stuff, not to be too big. The amount of money that we put into the gold and platinum relationship was about $225,000 at the time, and which is a huge amount of money for a speculative move like this. Mm. What we did was, you know, she looked at the relationship over the past bit of time and felt that the platinum would climb faster gold over the, the foreseeable future. And we put bets on that and uh, turned out to be very, we, we uh, lost probably, I don't know, $100,000 on $250,000 invested and turned out to be not good. Now, the mundane stuff is that I put the trades in myself into the machine. Fidelity you know, did what they're supposed to do very well. And uh, they just did what we asked them to do. Time remember City was going down to two and, you know, there was money to be made and lost in the banks. I was quite afraid of that, and so we stayed away from that. Friends who bought City at 2 and 2.5 made a lot of money. They, they got out at 10, 20, 30. And like the government, the government took big positions in City at a low price and, and scored big in their, their investment as well. In the relationship between the gold and the platinum, what happened? Well, she remembers, a little bit different than I remember, she remembers that the relationship went our way briefly. We had the opportunity while we were in India to get out whole. I don't remember that. And I just thought we were underwater from the day one. You know, the platinum moved away from us, gold moved away from us, and uh, we just hung in there with a view that it would turn around. And it never did, never did. And uh, usually when you hold on long enough, you can bury a lot of past sins. We didn't, we held on and we held on and we just lost, lost, lost. So we finally just got out of the position. And on $250,000, $100,000 is a pretty good pill to take. Unfortunately, the rest of our portfolio did okay. And we, we came out all right. I was saying, so just so that the, the, the listeners understand, and I understand it clearly, what you're saying is that you thought that because uh, platinum was going to rise faster than gold, you went long, or it was, you went long platinum, short gold? No, we didn't do that. We just went long both ways. Okay. And uh, we, we uh, you know, gold has been problematic for years. Okay. We got stuck in that. Plus, the platinum just disappeared off the face of the earth. Right. And uh, there was no, no, no money to be made. And one other question is, when you were doing this, had you guys already been trading in commodities, or was this just uh, something that you saw or your wife saw and thought, oh, this is something worth investing in? The latter, the latter. We, we saw it, and we decided to, to, to make some investments. Some friends were urging us to get into gold anyway, 
and uh, putting the platinum on top of that you know, seemed to be pretty straightforward. Another question I would ask too is like, was this really invested on a hunch or was there like some research or did some broker or person say, uh, here's why you should make this trade or what, what was it that really supported the investment decision? It was self-directed. It was a hunch and it was based on spurious view. Is number one, looked at the past to try and map the future. That was a big mistake. Number two, we looked at, uh, we talked to some friends of ours in India. You know, I would jog in the morning around Lodi Garden and I'd talk to all my friends about the trade. And one guy was in the markets and he was trying to do something with platinum and he, he has had a jewelry business off the side. So he had an offtake. And so he, he was generally supportive. The guy at the uh, club, American club, who was, you know, actually a small potatoes kind of guy, but he, he put in, uh, put some money into the markets around gold and thought he was going to make a million. And uh, so we just listened to people and then made a, made a call. It turned out to be the wrong call at the wrong time in the wrong place. Simple as that. I'm going to ask you in just a second to list out kind of what you learned from it. But if you could describe kind of the emotional situation in your relationship, uh, personally, when you kind of had kind of come to the decision that we've got to cut this. The relationship was with my wife. And I didn't want to discourage her at all. I wanted her to get the benefit of, of her investing. And this is new for her. And wanted her to have a good, a good shot at investing. And it turned out to be one on the wrong call. So finally, I just was trading myself, and she just left it to me to get out of the position. I just wound it down over time. And uh, uh, so it was no magic. It's just we made the wrong decision. <laughs> and and the, 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 currency, the, the commodities markets moved away from us, the currency markets moved away from us, and it was not good. Uh, it was a time of great volatility, and we didn't know where the market was going to go. Got it. And it turned out that the, the demand for platinum as a commodity uh, did not enjoy much resurgence and still has it. Demand for gold as a commodity and as a, as a currency didn't garner much, command much assist, uh, support, and uh, that was a mistake. We thought it would. Mm. So, yeah. so I remember talking at the time about gold being uh, be all and end all, you know, the commodity that everybody always comes back to in the crisis world. Well, I didn't want to, something happen. Yeah. Uh, didn't come back. And there's a lot of reasons for it. The Fed was doing things. The Fed was starting to quantitatively ease, you know, what they were buying in the gold markets, I don't know, but they're trying to prop things up a bit. It just didn't, didn't happen to platinum, especially, mm. and the gold secondarily. How could you summarize what you've learned from this experience? Well, first, don't trade on your wife's hunches. Uh, it's a bad, bad way to go. You have emotional baggage bringing into that equation. You don't need there. You, you tend to delay your decisions. You tend to delay your hard decisions. You talk about it together. Eats up some of your love life. It eats up some of your time. It's not worth it. So, so that's one aspect. The other aspect is you just make the wrong call at a volatile time. And you may not be bailed out by the markets. You may, may, may go against you for a short time, but the chance to get out, you know, with, with, your, with your top knot on is, uh, is limited. And so 
You have to be aware. You have to be on top of it. If that chance does come, you got to get out. And uh, there's no long-term hold in commodities markets. No long-term hold in currency markets. It's a, it's a specious, specious uh, argument. And it's just, so don't, don't trade on your wife's hunches. The, the, the marriage complicates things. And don't make the wrong call. If you make the wrong call, get out. Yep. Don't get out, you're stuck. And you are stuck and we, we pay the price. Great. And um, I'll summarize kind of what I take away from that also, in addition to what you've said. I think one of the things that I would say, it's, it's amazing about the commodities and the currency markets, how many people you know, are talking about that and you see it publicized on Facebook and people saying, oh, learn my system of trading in these markets. But the reality is, is that these are such massive markets with massive participants being the banking system, and then participants that can act irrationally for years, such as the Fed keeping interest rates low and therefore inflation, and inflation was low and nobody really expected that. Everybody kind of expected, hey, inflation is eventually going to catch on fire. You know, it, yeah. 10 years later, okay, maybe inflation is going to become a problem and gold will become a good investment. But so the, the, the thing I would say, number one, is be careful of these massive markets. It's not that easy to make money in them. Your counterparty you're trading against has a huge balance sheet and the ability to, to act very differently uh, than you may think. I think that's my number one. My number two is the idea that every single trade that you make when you invest, you've got to think about what is our exit strategy. And that's a hard one because we go into it with confidence. It's not even who wants to talk about why we're exiting something. This is going to work. But the idea that, that and I've come to use a lot in my personal life is a stop loss. And I basically set a price and I say, if it gets that price, I'm out. I was just wrong. And it's just the wrong time. And I'm willing to take that loss. So uh, that would be a second one. And I think uh, the third one is really, I mean, about you mentioned about, um, you know, your relationship. And actually, the, the, this story ends pretty well with you guys have a good relationship and all that. But the reality is, is that the, the behavioral factors within the world of finance and the emotional factors are so powerful that if you decide to, to get involved with a spouse, you know, just you're, you're asking for a huge amount of trouble. And uh, luckily, in this case, you lost some money, but you didn't lose the relationship. Is there anything that I've missed with that? No, I think that's very well thought through and very well elucidated. Uh, no, I think you hit the hammer on the head. So if we get to the last part, which is what I call actionable advice, based upon our discussion, what you've learned and your subsequent experience, because you've, you've had more experience since then, what's one specific action you would recommend our listeners do to avoid suffering the same fate? Well, one specific action doesn't cover the three areas that you've talked about, but uh, one... If your wife suggests that you do something interesting in the investment world, you have to look around you and know what you're getting into. And uh, we, we thought we did that. We thought we made a good trade and we turned out to go against us right away and never stopped going against us. So when that happens, you have to have a, a way to get out. Stop loss is a good way. Stop loss doesn't allow you to hang in there during the difficult times, but it, it, it says you, you got to get out during a difficult time. The other way, perhaps, is just to put up a red flag and say, anytime the wife talks about 
an investment investment just say, well, we're not going to do that. No, honey, we're we're not we're we're at one investor in this family. That's enough. Uh, now that can that can cut the other way too. You don't want to discourage her. Like I said, as an investor, she turned out to be an amazing person <laughs> with uh, with with a heart, you know, a, a touch of gold. And it relates to this house. You don't you don't want to discourage somebody. At the same time, you got to put a cap on your risk. Great. Uh, so that's what I would say. Okay. Well, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. To find more stories like this, previous episodes and resources to help you reduce your risk, visit myworstinvestmentever.com. As we wrap up, Mike, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. It's painful talking about our losers, and you'd be surprised how many people do not want to talk about it. But our listeners are learning to win as a result. Uh, Do you have any parting words for our audience? No, I'm just happy to share this. Not one that hides my losses. Uh, you know, it is what it is. That's life, and and you just have to have to rise above it. You, know, you lose hundred thousand dollars here or there. Yep. The thing is, you shouldn't be playing with money you don't have. Well, there you go, fellow risk takers. Another great story to help you create, grow, and protect your wealth. I'll see you on the upside. <laughs>